0: Hey everybody, welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 402. This time I have a surprise game to talk about, which is Enshrouded. It wasn't something I'd been following, just something that sort of blew up uh, with everybody I follow on YouTube, so I checked it out and I thought, well, it's like 25 bucks, I'll give it a chance. It looks like it could be something I could enjoy, and this is probably uh, one of my top five games I have loved of all time. It is super fun, and I really love it, and I can't believe it's in early access and they're charging so little for it, and I don't have any uh, scripted sort of written notes on it, so this will just be uh, totally rambling about it, but hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So, enshrouded is a little bit difficult to describe because it is kind of three different things at once, and while there is definitely a minimum amount of the role-playing side you must engage with, it's very different in that in most survival games you're required to do X, Y, and Z, but here, not so much. You can build a little tiny house like I have, it's basically just a square with the uh, NPC vendor type people that I've uh, gathered and their machines and that's pretty much it except for a little bit of furniture or you can go completely nuts with it I've seen videos about somebody who made a hobbit home and somebody who made this really elaborate tree house and somebody who made this really crazy underground dungeony type in cave home and so you can really go nuts with it And as I'm unlocking more things that the crafters can make for the home, I'm actually considering more and more uh, spending time making my home look really cool. And it is also in part a survival game, which it is kind of opposite of most survival games. I haven't played too many. I've only played, I think, about two of them. But typically in a survival game, you must eat, you must drink, and you must you know do whatever else to keep your... Character alive, and when those buffs run out, you die. It is absolutely not like that at all. Like I said, it's kind of the opposite. There is sort of your basic no buff state, and you can last in that forever. You will never die from not having your buffs. Because, like I said, unlike the other survival games here in Enshrouded, everything is a buff above normal. Your first main buff that you really kind of want to keep up all the time if you can is your rested buff, which happens when you go back to your base, you'll get this sort of timer that increases to the maximum, and that maximum is based on your flame level as well as how many comfort items you have in your home. So that ties into the home building aspect I mentioned before, where you kind of want to go nuts to a point because that will increase your comfort and increasing your comfort uh, will increase that rested buff time. And this rested buff is very important because it will increase your hit points, your stamina, and I think how fast your stamina recovers. So those are all very, very helpful to have uh, while you're out adventuring. The second buffs I would recommend you always keep on you are some kind of food buff and some kind of water buff. And then there is a sweets buff, but those usually run out really fast. The only sweets I've found were strawberries and they last like 30 seconds, so that buff really wasn't worth uh, paying attention to. But the food and drink is pretty easy to keep up all of the time, even if your rested buff runs out. And in similar ways, it will buff uh, whatever it is that food does. Like, I always use a constitution food, so I have more hit points. And then basic water, I think, recovers your stamina faster, so that's really good if I'm like running around or in fighting, because my style is either melee or I'll do ranged with a bow. So those both uh, use stamina, so they pair uh, very well together, but they also can be quite draining. And then since I mentioned fighting, that is also one of the points I really, really love about this game. It is actually really simple combat. Pretty much if you're doing melee, you're going to do a up to three hit combo. So you're like attack, 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 and that's it. That's That's pretty much your combos but then there are a couple of special moves like there's a dash you can get where you'll charge in and then if you unlock a special perk you can do an attack at the end of that dash or there's a jump attack i think which i've never actually tried but you jump in the air and then press attack and then you go down and do like a ae exploding attack but part of that simplicity makes it really kind of fun and casual and i call it a cozy game which technically it's not a cozy game because there is fighting and stressful things. But for me, it's a cozy game because I'm not really stressed out at any time. There is, as I mentioned, also ranged combat. You can just hit things with a bow and stay out of, you know, close combat. You can even sneak and do sneak attacks, which is uh, very difficult. I don't know that I'd recommend trying to sneak in and, like, backstab people in this game because pretty much you'll get uh, attacked by several guys very quickly. So it's kind of a bigger focus on Wah! And just, you know, run in and fight them with melee if that's, you know, how you're going to do it. And then there's also magic, which you can stay either pretty far range with a staff, which has a pretty long charge up time. Or there's wands if you want to try and <laughs> do a battle mage where you're sort of in medium and close range and you'll block attacks and then pew, pew, pew with your wand. And from what I can tell everything does feel like it's really well balanced. I have seen some videos that say range doesn't really keep up that well sort of at the end game and for various reasons I will not mention being pure melee doesn't really work either. So the game kind of encourages you to do at least two different styles, uh one at range and one up close. Uh if you're going to do up close or you know just go full mage and stay you know, at range all the time, though, I would think that might be a little difficult, Uh, again, for reasons (laughs) not uh, to spoiler anything. But I have mixed and matched my style and tried different things, and I have landed on the one that I like uh, most for me, which again, you know, that's pretty heavily melee, but also I think I've taken pretty much all of the range talents I can take. And that's part of what's gotten me really into the game, is that it's got a pretty small talent tree. It's not too complicated, but it is sort of Path of Exile-like, where you can build down this tree and you can build down that tree. And there's nodes that have stat points you'll want to sort of split off and just get some stat points. But you can mix and match however you want. And it only takes 10 of this really easy to get resource to respec, and you'll never have any issue uh, just going to your flame and then respec and so since I've mentioned Flame uh, several times and you're like, what is Flame? I don't know what that is. The point of the game is you're trying to rebuild the society and figure out what happened to the previous society, because you are one of a special group of people who were basically put into suspended animation, even though it's still you know, a fantasy game with magic. So you've woken up and you're trying to help other people wake up and you're exploring the world. And there's this shroud that's covering the whole world. It does, you know, evil, bad things. And so you have this flame. I'm not really sure what the flame is. They don't explain it too much. But it is, you know, sort of just the flame of hope. And so that uh, you set down and you build your base around it. And then you can build up the flame level, I think it's called. And that will reduce the amount of enshrouded areas in the world. Sort of. The enshrouded stuff has different layers and sort of... Think of it like depths underwater. You can only go so deep uh, depending on what you're equipped with. If you're just by yourself, you can't go very deep before, oh, my ears hurt and you can't breathe, etc. So you want to get some equipment to help you go deeper. So what the flame level does is it sort of reduces the danger level. So at the start of the game, your flame level is, I think, either 0 or 1, and you can only go into the very topmost easiest layer of the enshrouded anything beyond that is going to be deadly and so once you go into an enshrouded area you have a timer that will start and that timer depends on what your flame level is and if you have any sort of potions or buffs that extend it but basically it will be a relatively predictable number that you know oh i'm gonna have this much time like at the start of the game i think it starts off at like i'm tempted to say five minutes So you don't want to be in it any longer than that, because the second it runs out, you just die instantly. It doesn't matter how many hit points you have, what buffs, what armor, just instantly dead. But you have that much time to explore around, and there are roots, which are basically evil trees that produce shroud in that area. So if you can get that, it will clear out that area uh, for a small time. But overall, what you want to do is increase your flame level. And so That first layer is the only one you can go in when your flame level is the basic level. When you increase it one, you can go another depth. But the first level is still there. Now just the first and second layer of enshrouded is all the easy depth. You know, it's not fatal until the third level. So it's really, really interesting in that you wanna go into the enshrouded area, but you don't wanna stay too long. And so you gotta go in and clear out some stuff and then come back. And then in general, the world is an open world. So you can go wherever you want with or without quests. But as you get, you know, crafter NPC people in your base, they will give you quests and they will say, hey, uh, go here and do this thing. And then you can go there and do that thing. Or you can just go off, you know, on whatever direction you want. But again, you'll be limited by, you know, the shroud because certain areas will be blocked by the deadly shroud. And so you do have to... You know, work up your flame level to get that cleared out. And then you unlock this and you unlock that and you go deeper and you explore deeper. And it gets into this whole big cycle of go out, do the thing, come back. Oh, now your crafter can craft new stuff. And then you go out and you do the thing and you come back and the crafters can craft more stuff. And so that whole cycle along with a really cool skill system that you can build how you want. Along with the open world where you can go wherever you want, is why I am completely addicted to it. Also, another part of why I consider this a cozy game for me is that death is not really a big deal at all. Like I said, you can die in the shroud. If you run out of time, you'll just be like, boop, you're dead. And then it will put a grave marker right where you were, and some of your stuff in your backpack might fall off (laughs) into your corpse. So you do kind of want to go back and get it. And I think I've had like three tombstones up at any given time. I don't know if there's a maximum I would think there would be, but it's usually pretty easy just to get back to where you were because now you've got a pointer saying it's exactly right here. You just fast forward to there as fast as you can. And the game is really very generous in the oops kind of deaths where oops, I fell off a cliff, (laughs) or oops. I went into the Deadly Shroud and then, you know, it'll kill you in a couple seconds and I didn't get out fast enough. It will put your tombstone back in a safer area. So like if you fell off a cliff and died, it's not going to put it at the bottom. It's going to actually put it way up at the top, you know, where that oops step happened. So you can get it safely. Or if you were in Deadly Shroud, it will put you back, back where it was not in the Deadly Shroud. And I've actually had one where I jumped off the cliff, because you eventually get a glider pretty quickly, and so you can glide along an area, and then it was like, oh poop, there's a deadly shroud, and I'm going to land in it, and I'm instantly dead. And I just traveled like 500 of whatever, (laughs) whatever distance they're calculating, because I was gliding through the air, and it didn't put me anywhere in that gliding path. It put me back at the cliff where I jumped off of, So, again, you know, very generous, very easy to recover your corpse. Usually, I've never had any real difficulty with it at all. It's never been any issue. So that's why I say this is a really fun, cozy game. And if you like exploring, if you like figuring out what happened to this, you know, previous society, oh, you're wandering towards a quest marker for one of your NPCs, and oh, hey, here's this town. What happened to the town? And you... rush off to the side and look through the town and oh I got a level up what do I want to get for my skills you know it will be very very addictive and for those reasons uh, I love it quite a bit I do kind of want to stop now that I've hit uh, max level and this is early access I think I've probably played 30 or maybe 40 hours so far so at something like 25 it's already been way 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 worth it uh, in terms of money cost But I do kind of want to stop and not see any more of the map or the lore or the story or the bad guys uh, because it is early access. So I don't know, you know, what they're going to add, what they're going to change, what might be missing uh, later on with how much people are talking about it who are like, oh, I've spent 80 hours. I've spent 100 hours. You know, there probably is uh, plenty more for me to do. A large portion of the map I haven't even been to. And then there's You know, parts in the region I'm currently in where, you know, most of it is still covered. Because it has the Fog of War, so you don't see it until you've actually been to the place. So there's lots and lots and lots for me to see and do still. But, like I said, you know, I want to wait till Early Access is either over or there's like a really big patch and maybe it's, you know, six months down the road. Because my main goal was seeing, you know, how does the game play? How does it work? Is it super fun? What kind of build do I want to do for my perks, and how do I want to fight, and how do I want to play. So now that I'm pretty much solid on that, it's like, I don't know, I should probably stop, but it is super fun. I have a lot of stuff on the crafters I've unlocked that I don't know how to do yet. Maybe I'll peek at that, or maybe I'll just, you know, get a bunch of materials in the zone uh, that I like for, you know, the look of this house, and so maybe I'll just get into the house building and not actually do any more adventuring I don't know it is uh, super fun and a super good time and like I said if you like exploring and figuring out what happened and reading about lore and you know fighting in an RPG style game that isn't super complicated or you know a big headache or very stressful you know it's sort of casual and just kind of fun you know I would highly recommend it. So that's it for this uh, super rambly podcast. I have been pretty sick for a few weeks now. I guess WebMD was guessing I have pneumonia, which probably is right. I haven't seen a doctor yet because it's really just mostly congestion in my uh, nose and lungs, and I'll cough, and sometimes a little yuck will come out. But other than that, there really aren't any symptoms. I have uh, made myself promise that once it gets past uh that full month, then I will uh set up an appointment and go to the doctor. But if it is pneumonia, then, you know, looking it up online, the average runtime is two to four weeks. So my immunity system always holds on to things much longer than average. So it would not surprise me if it it is and my body's just not getting rid of it quickly, because what'll happen is my body will take fewer symptoms but it will take, you know, three or sometimes four times as long to get over the thing. But I don't get as sick as other people with the thing. So, you know, some good, some bad. And not being as sick is good. But being sick for much longer is bad. So, I don't know. We'll see uh, in the future. Probably uh update people next podcast if I remember. Because if I get better, then I'll probably just forget. But that's all I have for this time. Hopefully people who have sweeties will have a good Valentine's Day. That's coming up, I think, in a week or so. I don't know what I'll talk about next time, but hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License, 2024.